0: AI, What questions do directors need to ask? There's much discussion about AI, especially after the launch of ChatGPT, the first available generative AI system. When recording this podcast, ChatGPT is about one year old. I say this because in some months, some years, if someone listens, they might laugh about this conversation. It is clear that generative AI will profoundly impact how we work and how organizations operate. In the preparation for this podcast, my podcast partner told me, it is the most dramatic change we have seen since controllable electricity. In our board evaluations, I see little about the systematic integration of the topic on the agendas of boards. What questions do directors need to ask in the boardroom? As a Monitor alumni, I'm thrilled to welcome Professor Joe Fuller again to the BetterBots Podcast Series. Joe is Professor of Management Practice at Harvard Business School. He's co-head of Harvard Business School Managing the Future of Work Project and co-head of the Harvard Project on Workforce and of course the co-founder of the Monitor Group that is now Monitor Deloitte. A warm welcome to the BetterBots Podcast Series. I'm Dr. Sabine Denkowski, founder and managing partner of Better Boards. We make the boards of the most ambitious organizations more effective. Our mission at Better Boards is to contribute to creating Better Boards. We provide clients with an evidence-based approach to board evaluations and board development programs. We have created an innovative board evaluation platform organizations can access and use as part of a fully facilitated board evaluation or for the internal board evaluation. Large professional service firms are also welcome to use our platform. To fulfill our mission, we give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. Joe, as an alumni of Monitor Company, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you back and make a contribution to the Better Boards podcast series. Thank you so, so much for making time for this. I'm delighted to join you and your audience. Now we have a very exciting topic and you are at the forefront of all the research, so it's really fantastic to have you. There's so much discussion about AI, especially after the launch of Chet GPT, the first widely available generative AI system. It's now about one year old. What has happened since the launch? Well, I think there have been several
1: very important developments. The first is it's shown a remarkable capacity to learn. So even in the data it was not trained in, like mathematics, it has assimilated a huge amount of the material that is available to it. And by interacting with other users, it has gradually generated an expertise in math that is getting better and better. Originally, it was a disaster in math. I think the second is that we are seeing a tremendous amount of innovation of people building extensions or tools that draw on the OpenAI, but give it uh, additional specialization. So for example, in the uh, ChatGPT program, you can add an extension, the internet extension, which gives you the citations of the web pages that the um, GPT used to generate its answers. Maybe most interestingly, this is the f- most rapid growing internet-based service in history. So it reached uh, 100 million users in two months faster than any other program by great distance. So its universal presence, its great, great capacity to learn and extend into new areas, and the innovation of triggering suggests that we're just at the maybe the very end of the beginning of understanding what this will mean uh, for the future of work and for companies uh, and for governance.
0: At the Harvard Business School, you're the co-head of the Future of Work project. I mean, that is the interesting part. What are your views on how work will be affected by AI? A vast topic. I mean, maybe just highlight a, a couple of points here.
1: Well, we know from some experimentation, several things. We know that jobs of all types can be made more productive. So, for example, in some research done by our colleagues at Stanford University, they looked prior to generative AI, which is what ChatGPT is, at the productivity of call center reps, representatives who answer customer inquiries, uh, and found that even with earlier generations of AI, they can improve the productivity of an experienced representative by 14%, and by a first-year representative, an inexperienced representative by 33%. We found in a paper written here at Harvard that consultants, major strategy consulting firm, Boston Consulting Group, that their productivity could be increased very substantially. They could do more work faster and at a higher quality when using AI, especially when given some support in the so called prompt engineering, which is how you think about structuring the queries you give the AI. But I think the most interesting data from that study was not merely that the consultants became more productive, but that the consultants who had achieved a lower performance ranking at BCG prior to using AI, their productivity gap with the highly rated consultants at BCG was closed dramatically. Wow! What it indicates is that AI is in part a leveler where it bolsters people's performance maybe reduces some of the spread and performance in organizations. And it's also one final thing I'll say is that AI is very, very good at doing routine work. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the tasks it's going to substitute for are really rather dull tasks. And so in addition to making people more productive, the data is very, very definitive that it's going to make their jobs more interesting by making, taking away the elements that they find most dreary, that they don't look forward to, that they may even resent that they have to do as part of their routine work.
0: Now You work with very well-known large corporations. How are they approaching the adaptation of generative AI? I mean, you are at the forefront in the US. What can directors in other parts of the world learn from these organizations? Well,
1: I think there are several very important lessons to learn, but let me caveat it by saying the large companies that I'm working with are, in fact, learning themselves, in part because the technology is changing so fast that they, by the time they decide to take some action, there's a new wrinkle or feature they have to think about. I would say a lot of companies are being very cautious about AI. They are not uh, applying it despite as widely as they might, despite recognizing its great potential to improve productivity. I think their anxiety about applying it is rooted in both a concern that their data will somehow be compromised or released into the wild, we say, so that it somehow becomes part of the model that they're using. I think the other is they're very, very concerned about changing their processes and getting their personnel to come along. And I think two or three quick lessons. The first is it's important for companies and employers to help demystify AI for their employees. AI is is the subject of a lot of uh, spurious reporting, a lot of rumors. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, there's data that workers estimate that there'll be a very profound impact on over 60% of work because of AI, but when they asked whether they'll be effective, only less than 25% say, oh yes, I will be affected. So there's some disconnect in understanding it. I think companies also have to be more broad-minded in their thinking about AI. Many are approaching AI as if it's some kind of super software as a service, SaaS product and asking questions like, well, how can this make my current process more efficient? In my view, that's entirely the wrong question. This technology is so fundamental and so astonishing in its breadth, that the correct question is, how do I build the processes to make the most of this technology? This is a revolutionary technology, not an augmentative technology. And management and boards, I think, have to be aware of that and apply the appropriate level of attention and governance to ensure that the revolution is a successful one.
0: Now, in the board evaluations we conduct, we see very little that the topic is integrated on the agendas in a very systematic way. I mean, it's almost something that needs to be on the agenda on a regular basis in order to keep up with the developments. And yet, directors don't seem to have the know-how at this stage to even ask the right questions.
1: I think that's correct. And in fact, it's also true of C-suite executives. Many of them don't know what the right questions are to ask. So I think it's very important that boards and management go on a learning journey together, where the board is actively seeking dialogue with management, starting to build their shared familiarity with AI where management feels it's most applicable to the company's operations, and then to track progress and learning in the organization about AI. Uh, For example, AI will be a very significant area for investment in reskilling or upskilling incumbent workers. So how is that program going to be structured? Uh, How successful is it? How are workers responding to it? Very, very important. In markets where there are strong labor protections, as there are throughout the EU. Similarly, AI has quite a number of risks associated with it. And uh, how management is viewing the application of AI through the lens of risk management is another very important Mm
0: -hmm.
1: issue for boards, as well as what are the internal governance mechanisms over AI going to be? Which executives are in charge? How will will it be a centralized set of policies, or will it be the responsible of different business managers and functional managers to set their own governance models? Because if you have some significant misstep with AI, it would be like any asset inside the company. Someone has to be responsible for overseeing it and management it and being held accountable for performance. Particularly, in a tool with such great potential competitive uh, ramifications. For board not to be asking these questions and through their dialogue with management learning how to ask better questions, I think is a, a rather important abandonment of their responsibility.
0: So, how do we get now this basic knowledge that you need in order to ask the right questions into boardrooms?
1: Well, uh, certainly the technology companies are anxious to share what they know, and there are companies. Microsoft being a good example, Google being a good example, which have multi-billion-dollar investments in AI. Google is going to release its so-called Gemini product in the beginning of next year, and it'll take AI to yet another level of performance, even beyond where we are today. So I'm sure those companies for are op- and others are open to dialogue with large companies worldwide. Similarly, several of the large consultancies, Accenture, obviously, Deloitte, excellent in this area, PricewaterhouseCoopers, IBM, Global Services are helping companies develop both specific applications for the use of AI, but also they're thinking about things like governance of AI. So. You know, Sabine, you and I are are former consultants, so maybe we're always inclined to run to that for a solution. But in this case, harnessing the shared knowledge and insight the large consultancies have is really a very appropriate thing for companies to do. A firm like Deloitte is seeing the application of AI in multiple companies across multiple industries, and through that perspective, they can integrate a point of view on what's happening what best practices are in in implementation and governance and in vendor management, that's very, very hard for a a company to develop on its own. And it's important that companies move quickly on this because AI is an equation in two variables. How
0: much data you have and how fast you start training it to make it useful. Yes, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, Joe, but you said something so interesting In our prep call, basically, if someone has the data and that data is used in combination with AI, it gives them a long-term competitive advantage. Maybe you can elaborate a bit on that point.
1: Yes, um, it's a rather kind of interesting mathematical phenomena. But if you have uh, a lot of data, which, of course, most of your listeners will be on boards of companies that do... That's a huge natural advantage with AI. And so then the question becomes, how quickly can I train that data so they can interact with the open AI systems so I can gain more insight faster? And companies that have leading market shares in various markets, if they're able to keep pace with the application of AI for management decision making, will really get a what could become almost a permanent competitive advantage. Because if you have more data and you move at the same speed at your next biggest competitor or faster your next biggest competitor, you're getting smarter before they're getting smarter mm-hmm. because you've got more data and you're moving at a good cadence. So the caution that companies are adopting in dealing with AI is in some ways a competitive danger because if they're very slow to exploit the value resident in the data, they may be overtaken by a competitor that's just moving faster. And once you get that advantage, it should compound and almost literally become impossible mathematically for the lagging company to overtake the leading company in using AI unless the leader stumbles sometimes in the future.
0: And another interesting point in your recent research, you highlighted that assuming leaders with traditional managerial pedigrees will succeed in the suite is no longer a safe option. What has changed with these, that the traditional criteria that are applied for people who want to sit on boards might not be anymore the be and end all?
1: Yeah, we certainly don't want to offend any of your listeners, but with the explosion of AI being the crowning example, what they've done is overthrown the basic logic of process design in a lot of companies. It has made the ability to generate heuristics, hypotheses based on historical experience, less valuable. Um, If you've got technology available to you, for example, that can near instantaneously answer any question a manager has about every transaction the company has undertaken in the last 10 years, having a manager that has, or a board member who's deep experience in that area and has been relied on historically to have get insights about uh, why a market's behaving a certain way, a competitor's behaving a certain way, Mm -hmm. that knowledge may just be less valuable now because The AI knows, actually, irrespective of how distinguished their career is, so I think there are several skills in the boardroom that will be elevated by this change. And One of them is is the capacity to identify human talent, nurture it, evaluate it, because advancing people purely on their technical skills in more areas is likely to become a less relevant basis for promoting people. I think the capacity to bring to the boardroom excitement about learning new things, as opposed to a dedication to espousing the wisdom I've gained in my career alone, is going to be another attribute we'll be looking for. And finally, the ability to integrate across disciplines and topics. What AI is going to be good at, I believe, is integrating data in ways that we haven't always imagined. And there are companies in what we call decision intelligence, uh, like an era technologies, for example, which is now using very, very sophisticated decision support systems to help companies integrate data from their own inventory position, their current sales contracts, their current sales forecast, data exchange with their supply chain partners and logistics partners to hugely rationalize uh, the working capital in companies, very important in this era of disrupted global supply chains. So I think it's not going to, you know, we want people with great business judgment, great values, an understanding of the way the world works and boards. But I think the skills we're going to be looking for will change as this technology becomes firmly rooted in business processes and provides management with the types of insights and data that were often unavailable to them in the past and on which they relied on counselors like directors to help them form their opinions and make confident decisions.
0: Joe, when you have any data on this, please indicate it to us.
1: (laughs) Well, you'll be the first to know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So we have to come to an end. I always ask at the end, what are the three things our listeners should take away from this podcast?
1: The first is that AI is as important development in business as we've seen in the last 200 years. Wow. I uh, equate it to when power in the form of steam power or alternating current or whenever you want to... whatever basis you want to declare power became controllable. It's that level of development. So this is a permanent critical feature. The second is it's changing rapidly and that uh, therefore companies have to view this as a learning task, as a learning challenge, but also just an unbelievable opportunity to advance their uh, competitiveness. And the final thing I'll just leave, which because we haven't discussed it too much, is that AI is a very powerful tool and a powerful tool in the hands of bad actors is something where we've all we've known is a risk and companies have to be very wary of. And when you've got technology that, for example, can create a video with the image of your chief executive officer or your non-executive chairman and... Or create a audio that's identical to that person's voice saying utter nonsense. In this era of social media, that could be hugely dangerous. So, another reason boards need to be very sensitive to this topic is there's a very, very powerful technology. Hopefully, it'll be used for good, but it could also be used for ill.
0: Joe, fantastic. Thank you so, so much for contributing to the Better Bots podcast series. My pleasure. How can we help you and your board? We at Better Boards are always delighted to hear from you. If you would like to learn more about our work, if you have a thought about a future podcast, if you would like to make a contribution, or if you would like to see a demo of the platform, get in touch. You can best reach us at info at better-boards.com. Thank you for listening.